Hi, this is John Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jock Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe and the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today... Might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome to episode 52, my friends. Glad to have you here. I'm Jean-Jacques Taylor, host of Jacques Talk. Got my boy Big Joe in the Big Rig, Joe Hartfield on the other end. What's up, Doc? What up? I hope you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hour or so. Did you get up to cashews, man? I didn't hear you nibbling on none today. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I had a nice oh. breakfast this morning. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, I missed breakfast. I, should, I wish I had some cashews here. Uh, but, uh, hey, um, it's a good time today. Uh, remember, you can always hit me up on uh, Twitter, at JJT Journalist. And remember, if you think you follow me, you don't. Trust me on that. My account got deleted, and uh, I had to, have, <clears throat> had to create a new one. JJT journalist, I am Jean Jacques Taylor. You can find me there on Twitter, X, whatever it is that we're calling it these days. Uh, we always like to remind you that if you're ever involved in an accident, and it doesn't have to be your fault, uh, somebody else's negligence has affected your life and caused you some harm, some injury, whether it's medical malpractice, whether it's a car wreck, whether it's um, you know anything where you've been injured, what you need to do is pick up the phone. And give my friends a greening law call, 972-934-8900. And here's why. If you're involved in something like that and you're going up against somebody else's insurance company, rest assured, that thing can be scary. It can be a little bit intimidating. Um, it can be tedious and long, all of that stuff. And what you need is somebody to ride with you. We're always looking for somebody to ride with us. Well, greening law is somebody who will ride with you. They'll take you through the process, walk you through the process, that's a, one of my favorite things about them is they answer, they give you the answer to questions. Check this out now. You didn't even know you were supposed to ask. That's what uh, I like about them. Hey, they don't get paid unless you get paid, so you never have to wonder how hard they're working for you, where you are on the priority list. You're number one at the top of the list. And so that's why Greening Law is the place to call if you've ever involved in an accident and it's not your fault. Um, they want you focused on two things. So if you need a doctor, they'll find you one. You need a specialist, they'll find you one. Why? They want you focused on two things, rest and renewal. Get your mind right, get your body right, get your life back. It's really that simple. Get your mind back, get your body right, get your life back. It's that simple. Greening Law is a place to call 972-934-8900 if you're ever involved in an accident and it's not your fault. Uh, we're going to start the show today with my boy Clarence E. Hill Jr., the longest tenured beat writer in Dallas-Fort Worth when it comes to covering the Cowboys. Uh, be, uh, remember, he'll tell you that. You can also find him on Thursdays at Ella B's in Arlington, where he does a show. This week he's got, uh, well, actually, yeah, we're always a week behind. So, But if you want some good catfish, you want some good uh, some wings, some great food, some good atmosphere, boy, they had the karaoke banging last Thursday. Um, Ella B's where Clarence does his thing uh, each and every Thursday. You can find him there. Uh, he's brought to you on our show 
by uh, Smokey Johns. Uh, Clarence Hill Jr., what's up? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? What's up? What's up? What's happening? What the E stand for, Joe? You know. <laughs> <laughs> e stand for every time you say that, you catch me off guard, but it's all good. <laughs> well, it, 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 right now, Sam, but always something going on. You know, always something going on. You know, I uh, you know, had a long weekend. Uh, got back yesterday. I had to get up five a.m. coming back from from, um, from New Orleans. I went to the Texas game, in New Orleans. Got back at five a.m. Full day at work. I come home, try to get some sleep. My daughter calls me on the phone that she done hit a curb in my car at eleven o'clock at night. Tore really? the rim of the tire. I had to get that towed to a uh, auto <laughs> shop last night. Which one of your oh, yeah, beautiful daughters was I don't know how I'm getting to work this morning. I'm seeing if they can, if they can get something done. So that, that's where I'm at right now. That's do where need, I'm at. It's always so. Do I need to come get you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'll come get you if you need to ride, no. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll talk about it, boy. The, the daughters have been hard on your cars, man. <laughs> man but we are, we're glad oh. they're safe and sound, but they've been hard on the cars, man. It's, it's bumper cars all the time. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I wasn't on my just I didn't see the curb. Like, how you hit a curb and just got this big You ran directly into the curb. I'm like, what is going on? Um, if it make on? you feel any better, and it might not, but if it make you feel any better, my dude did the same thing uh, probably November. And uh, I had the same questions. How did you do this again? And about eleven hundred dollars later, I was like, "Hey man, you need to increase your hours, bro, because uh, you're gonna have to pay a little bit of this." So uh, man, I feel well, your pain, my brother. I feel your pain. Yeah, this, well, this is the second time she's done this in the last since June. She, I was in training camp going in, and then she had my car while I was in training camp before she went to college. I mean, she hit the curve. She, she. She hit the curb on the left side, the driver's side, explained this to me, and messed up <laughs> both rims. Had about two new rims and get some stuff done underneath. She told, I'm like, what is going on? Wow. Man. Maybe she need a new prescription. <laughs> uh, she got some death perception issues. And anyway, I that's how that my day love, been going. Uh, that's, that's what I'm dealing with to start the day. How about that? Oh, yeah. Hey, man, this is a real-life show, so we get into all of this. Uh, before we get into your Dallas Cowboys, we do want to know, how was your experience? Uh, because you, you kept going waffling whether you should go or shouldn't go. And I told you, I should have been even more more uh, persistent, but I told you, make sure you go and enjoy the experience with Texas because, uh, you know, for some of us, uh, these things don't happen every year. Uh, so how was this? Uh, we know you don't like the result, but how was the experience? And are you glad that you went? You know what? Yeah, I worked. I worked so much. It was the holidays. It was, it was a good getaway. Cause, you know, I had all my family for the holidays. House full of people. So this right. was about me. You know, and so uh, yeah, I come. You know, I would have had a better time with one. But just getting down there, right, seeing right. my friends, hanging out. You know, I get there on a um, on uh, you know a travel game day, and you know. Things are working out for me because I had a late flight and I was able to go stand out early fly to get there, run into a, a free food open bar, Texas party, twenty first floor rooftop of the hotel. That. 
you know. So I'm not spending no money, you know. And, and so it's it it, it 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 was good, and and you know just during the game and just seeing my people and being with my people, it, it it was a good time. And, and so I stayed extra extra day because I couldn't get out. So I had a good time on Tuesday. I wouldn't watch Big Zion play Tuesday night. It's funny, you know. I always try to win, and you know the Pelicans were playing the Charlotte. I mean the Pelicans were playing the Brooklyn Nets. And they had tickets on game time for like eight dollars. So me and my friend bought some eight dollar tickets. I also looked on game time and saw they had open seats uh, on row ten down to one hundred section. And we never went to our three hundred level seats. We went down to the one hundred level seats and sat down and watched the whole game. And I'm, you know, so I got to see. You know, it wasn't a great game. They blew them out, but I wanted to see Zion in person. I got to see him and. There were empty seats all over the place. It, it, it was crazy, but it, it was fine. It was like some of the dude were there in New Orleans. Uh, you can't beat eight dollar tickets to watch NBA basketball, bro. Bro, when do you no, when do you not, not when do you not have a good time? <laughs> That's what I want to know. You always you always E stands for everywhere you go. You have a good time. That's what <laughs> I mean. I, I, I try to make the uh, most of it, brother. You only live once. Yes, sir. No, that's good. That's why I'm glad you went, man. Uh, I tell this to all my friends. Some of them take it more seriously than others. Uh, but especially those of us who have a certain grind nature and we work in and all this. I mean, you know, sometimes you do have to get away. Sometimes you have to let it down just for a minute. I know, you know, uh, now Clarence will tell me, I'm a one-man band, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of that is true. But, man, you don't want to spend your whole life working. Now, now trust me, he does work the fun in. But uh, sometimes you need some extra funds. So I was glad you went and had a good time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's all good. Now the, <laughs> now the Cowboys playoff whirlwind began. So, right, right, because you ain't gonna have another break till after the Super Bowl. Woo hoo! Uh, no, so, it's, it's, how you feel about the? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, uh, so, what are your thoughts uh, as the Cowboys head into Washington? And my, what a difference a weekend makes because uh, they got everything in front of them and every reason to go and take care of business against Washington. Yeah, it's interesting because we've been asking Mike McCarthy um, for the last couple of weeks about where they stand in the playoff race and looking around and, and certainly uh, and, and if they were watching and rooting against the Eagles and other teams said, I'm not looking around until I get to 11 wins. And so they've been sitting on 10 for a couple of weeks and you know, things have been working their favor, but I'm not looking around to get 11 wins. I'm going to focus on winning and focus on us. And and I'm not looking around to get uh, 11 wins. And, and to his credit, the Cowboys focused on themselves and took care of business and certainly uh, got to 11 wins finally. Uh, and lo and behold, the Eagles lose. And, and, and you know, and, and now the Cowboys have a chance uh, to – not to win the NFC East, which is crazy stat. No team has repeated NFC East since 2004. Uh, win NFC East and, and win a, and, and gain the opportunity to play not one but two, at least two home games in the playoffs. And we've been losing our minds the past couple of weeks about the losses on the road, uh, the back-to-back losses in Buffalo and Miami. Now they have to be road wars. Now this was a death knell to their any playoff hopes because they got to go on the road. You know how tough it is to win on the road. Well, lo and behold, the Cowboys uh, <laughs> could be home warriors. They they win, they get one, they they win two, and you know they could look around and somebody could upset themselves. Who's going to make it three home games? You know, and, and what people don't understand is that. 
people act like it's a knock on this Cowboys team and their character if they can't win on the road. But here's a stat for you. And I don't know if I brought this up last week, but you know, no Cowboys team has won two playoff games on the road since 1975. It is, you know, it's right. hard to win on the road, but all these Super Bowl runs they've done have been with home field advantage, playing home games. Winning on the having to go the road way is not the recipe to get to the Super Bowl. It's never been a recipe to get to the Super Bowl no. for anybody. Certainly, you've had a few teams that have done it come to the wild card round, but that's not the recipe to get to the Super Bowl. So you want to have games at home, and and the Cowboys now. Lo and behold, after everything that's happened, the blowout loss of Buffalo, blowout loss of San Francisco, have a chance to go 12 and 5 for the third straight year, win the NFC East, and again, secure the number two seed and possible at least two home games. Now, that to me was, uh, was, was fantastic. The fact that you have an opportunity to get to at the crib, uh, as long as you take care of business against Washington, it's just, uh, to me, that was a, a phenomenal break that none of us really saw coming. Although I think uh, I will give you credit for pointing out that uh, that the Miami loss wouldn't mean as much because it was a non-conference loss. And, uh, you know, I don't know if everybody really – if that registered with everybody. I know they heard it, but I don't know if everybody was listening. Uh, and then when Philadelphia dropped that game, you know, it just opened it up. And now uh, the Cowboys can take care of business. Uh, they get uh, – they get a chance to play two at the crib. Now, are you of the belief that, uh, you know, because I heard some people saying, well, I'd rather play on the road because they might have to play a better team at home. And I was just like, well, everybody's kind of good in the playoffs. I don't know why you wouldn't want to play in Dallas if you're the Cowboys and you done won 15 or 16 in a row at the crib. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's silly. Yeah, there's some people on Twitter talking about that. When they get to go, you know, they, they get to – you know, go to Tampa or go to New Orleans, and you know you get to win that one game. And but you then you'd have to go to San Francisco in Game Two. I mean, that that, that none of that makes any sense. And again, what we know is the Cowboys play the best football at home, and and and, and they play their best football against good teams, no matter who it is. You go back to whether it's Detroit, whether it's the Rams, whether it's the Eagles. You know, they win at home, not just bad team. You know, you can't sit bad teams on. They beat everybody at home. They've done that. Consistently, the past two years, got a 16-game home winning streak. They're eight and old this year at home. This is where they play the best football. This is where you want to be. And as I pointed out, you just—it's hard to make a living in the playoffs going the road way. I mean, the Rangers did it. You know, God bless the Rangers for what they did, but that's not the recipe for playoff success. Uh, is having to win on the road. Not just that, but I think um, as, as impressive as it was for the Rangers. To me, there's a big go. There's a huge difference between you know road playoff road and football, and playoff road and baseball. Uh, now you know some teams are really built for their stadiums, but in general, I mean I think uh, winning on the road in football and winning on the road a game seven kind of thing in basketball are probably two of the hardest things to do, just because of the emotion that you feed off of from the crowd and uh, and how it can swing so so much from. Uh, game to game so uh, I think Cowboys are in a great shape and now it's uh now it feels to me like it should be a championship game or bus eh? oh it feels that way for sure I mean that's what you hope I mean that's what you thought it was a couple of years ago so you talked about it was 2016 that's what you thought it was in 2007 you got to go out there and do it you know uh no they, they've had they've had these situations before you got to go out there and do it and you know it starts 
you know, this week in Washington because you guys are cured. I mean, you know, I, I don't think this is the Washington team of a year ago that, that shocked the Cowboys and, you know, on the road in the final game of the season. This team is imploding. Uh, the coach is going to be fired. Uh, the quarterback is already, they've already said they, they want to move off from him. This team really has nothing to play about. This is a team that can rally up and do it. But again, you have to get it done, you know, and this is, this is step one. The Cowboys are going to play their guys. They, they have to win this game to, to get to secure home field advantage. And they should leave no doubt. You know, that's, that's, that's how you want to leave no doubt. Going to the playoffs, leave no doubt because they watch the rest of the team, carry that momentum into the playoffs and, and feel good about yourself. Whether you get the Green Bay Packers or the Rams, whoever it was, you know, this, this is the best possible scenario for you uh, to possibly break, break that Super Bowl drought. All right, let's talk uh, real quick about this. Uh, any surprises from the Pro Bowl from you yesterday? Cowboys had seven uh, guys selected to the Pro Bowl, including the kicker and their punter. Yeah. You know, I don't, the punter ain't got much work, so I don't know how he got there. But, uh, you know, you know, obviously you know the kicker was going to make it. You know, there's no surprises. You hope that they would have more. Uh, I thought that. Tyler Smith has been the best guard on the team. He's been better than Zach Martin this year. Zach Martin certainly got his reputation, you know, got got there because of his reputation. But Tyler Smith has been better. I thought he had a chance to get there. I thought Tyler Smith may have had a chance to get there. I thought that Marcus Lawrence may have had a chance to get there. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You look at who they picked. Certainly the defensive end is a tough, you know, pick uh, for Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. So, from the Cowboys' standpoint, they don't want to play the game anyway. They want to be in the Super Bowl. You know, they, they want to be named. But nobody want wants to play the game. Yeah, they, they don't right, want to right. play the game. They want to be in the Super Bowl. So, you know, that, 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 that's what it's about. And uh, I, I, I neglected to mention, so let me run them off right quick. There's Dak, CD, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, Deron Bland, uh, Brandon Aubrey, and then uh, Brian Hanger, the punter. Uh, Dak Prescott has had a sensational year. Uh, got a ch- I think he's leading the league in touchdown passes. Got a chance to secure that with another one or two this week for whatever that's worth. But uh, I think he's going to be judged, and I ain't breaking no news here, I don't think, by what he does in the playoffs. What do you think? No doubt, but that's this whole team. You know, that, that's, that's the head coach. That, that's everybody, you know. Because, um, you know, you know that's, that's Michael Parsons. You know, and we, you know, because I remember doing a Romo era, I always kick Romo's butt for not winning, but, you know, that was some of Jason Williams' work. That was some of DeMarcus Ware's work. You know, all of them carried that. They didn't get it done. You know, they, they were all part of not getting it done. We put it so much on the quarterback. But that that was the legacy of all those guys on those teams during those eras. And and that's going to be Michael Parsons and everybody else's era until they do the DeMarcus Ware. It goes where else it wins, where else they, that's possible if, if they have to do that. But but that that's that's on everybody. So it's, it's certainly on the quarterback, and it's and certainly it's on Mike McCarthy. But it, but it's on everybody. The CD Lamb, everybody. You got to get it done in the playoffs. You look last year, but just Dak who didn't get it done. You know, some of that get not get it done. You you know, you could put around to some uh, many of the other stars on that team. You know, in that playoff loss to San Francisco. Right. But yeah, as 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 the quarterback. You know, a guy who's in line for an even bigger contract than he had before. You know, that this is this is what it's all about. And, you know, as a Cowboys quarterback, certainly that's how you're judged. He's moving up on all the passing records. You know, he's going to pass Troy. He's going to pass, you know, uh, Roger. And he's going to be right behind Romo. And, and if he continues to, you know, he gets his next deal, 
and continues to play Cowboys quarterback, he'll end up as the franchise all-leading passer. But what does it mean? Like, what does it mean for Romo when you don't have rings like Troy and Michael? I mean, Troy and uh, and uh, Rogers. Uh, let's dip here for just a moment. How much money has Dak made this year? <laughs> I, I mean, because at the start of the year we felt one way about him. Yeah, oh, at the start of the year we felt one way about him. Yeah, yes. but now. I mean, because like I said, I think at the at the start of the year, we were like, well, he's going to be – I mean, he's getting paid, obviously, but, you know, he's going to be in a certain range. But he's played so you know, well this year that, I, you, you know, know, you know the, he gets the, the pick number. The thing about Jack is he, he, he has a neck for striking while the iron's hot. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, yeah, the, Cowboys the, that last be, deal. the Cowboys should be kicking themselves for not getting the last deal done early, which we all talked about. You could have got it done early. They could have got it done before the the market jumped. And the market, when the Cowboys first started negotiating with Dak, the last deal of market was like twenty twenty three million. Mm-hmm. It, then it then it jumped to <laughs> four. Yeah. Yep. You know, but they could have got that deal done, and they didn't. And they let everybody sign before them, and then they had no choice to pay Dak to go on rate. And right now, you're looking at a situation where Dak is coming off a MVP caliber season. He's not going to win it, but he's going to probably right. finish in the top two or three caliber season. He's the best quarterback in NC this year. Uh, and the going rate for quarterbacks is starts at 52 million to 55 million. What is, what is, what is, what is uh, Joe Burrow got? Because that's, mm-hmm. that, that, that's where the conversation starts with that. You know, and, 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 and the yeah. Cowboys know it, and, and that's what it is. It's, it's, you know, I, I thought before the season, you know, where the deals were done, that, that they could get him at fifty, you know, in you know fifty two, you know, somewhere in that I mean. range between yeah. between Joe Burrow and 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 with some other guys got, but now he goes to the top of the food chain. Man, as I said, he's made a lot. Now, as we move back away from his money, what do you think about the way he's playing as we head into the playoffs? No, I think Dak is playing well. I mean, you 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 take you, you, the Buffalo game; it was a sticker for everybody, you know. And because that could have been a different game if he gets that that opening pass to Brandon Cook, but it was a sticker for everybody. But Dak has been playing well. He played well in in, in Miami. You know, he had to. You know, you, and, and I like to look at when he plays and when he's played well and how he he comes back. And you you, you go back to the Miami game; he had a game winning drive. He had to drive a uh, 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 NBP signature drive against Miami uh, in the last few minutes and throw a touchdown pass on on the, you know one of the best cornerbacks in the league, but everybody stays away from it. Uh, and the defense didn't let it hold up, you know, in Miami. And right. you last week against Detroit again, fourth quarter, the Cowboys are down, and he leads them back and, and throws a, and leads them on a touchdown drive to uh, put them in the lead, you know, to win the game. You know, and, and and you go back to the interception, but after the interception, you know he he doesn't blink. You know, early in the game, I'm talking about, and, and does the same thing. He avoids the rush, and you know, extend the play with his feet and, and throws a 92 yard touchdown uh, to uh, CD Lamb. He just doesn't blink right now. He's he's, he's confident, he's playing well, and, and that's what you. He 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 just he has it going. I asked him earlier the season, was he in a zone or just him? And, and right now it's just him. It's not about being in the zone. It's not just being hot. You know, this is who he is and how he's been playing uh, for the for the certain better part of this year. 
Now, I think that's a really good distinction because I think this is who he is, and when he's in the zone, he's throwing for 350 and four touchdowns, and when he's playing his basic game, he's around 275, 285, one or two touchdowns, depending on what the game calls for, but he's not making a lot of mistakes. And, like, I wasn't even tripping on the pick against the Lions because that was kind of a, a – I put it more on he was a little late, Lions dude made a good play, it's the NFL, it happens. But it wasn't one of those where you're like, what the hell are you doing, man? And he hadn't, he's made very few of those decisions, whereas I think last year there were a few more of those. Like, okay, what are you doing, Doc? Uh, and if he stays away from those as he's done, you know, I don't think we're going to look back at a playoff game and go, oh, if they don't win, that's why they lost. It's Dak wasn't playing well. Yeah, no doubt. But, but again, you know, it's all on the line. You know, everything starts over. You got to get it done in the playoffs. And this is this is where legacies are created, you know. And Mike McCarthy yes. always says defense will win championships, but quarterbacks win Super Bowls. You need the quarterback, especially when you don't have a Ravens or, or Chicago Bears defense to play well or when it matters game. most this time. Yeah, this time of year. And they definitely want to run them in. You know, it's just like so we, we were talking to Tony Pollard yesterday. That's what people understand is like when you judge Dak's game. And, and, and this the Cowboys' success is all on Dak in the passing game. You know, there's no running game to rely on. You can't run when you want to. You can't run when you need to. You can't run when you try to run out the game. You can't run at the one-guard line. <laughs> You know, just you, 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 you can't run. It's all on deck, and and that's different than than San Francisco, which which has a good running game and the, the, to to help take pressure off the quarterback, or even in Baltimore. And I love what 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 uh, Jackson has done, but he has the number one defense in the league. I mean, you know, and, and he they do have a running game, so they they do have. It's not just all on his it's on his arm to, to make things happen, and, and and that's what Dak has had to do. Tony Pollard said yesterday. You know, t- this season has been a disappointment. You know, he thought he'd have a better year. Everybody thought Tony Pollard would have a better year than he's had. It's not just on Tony Pollard. Thomas Lott has not been there running. The holes are not there. But let's be honest, you know, after his breakout season last season as, as a backup to, to Zeke and, you know, being stepped up as the RB1 and uh, this year and, and the opportunity to get more carries, he hoped for more. The Cowboys hoped for more for the running game, and has not been there. Uh, is this playoff run just as important for uh, Micah Parsons' legacy? Well, he's in the third year, you know, and, and so I, I don't think it's the same. It's not like it's in the eighth or ninth year, you know. Hope you know from from Micah Parsons' standpoint, he has many more in them, but he's an integral part of this team, you know. And it's so much is said. Like I said, I, you go back to last year and. Someone said about Dak, but I don't remember any sacks or difference making plays with Michael Parsons. And and to be a champion, you need your best player to show up in the biggest game, whether it's offense or defense. You know, I go back and I've talked all the time about, you know, Trayvon Diggs had a chance to make game-changing plays in that 49ers game. He didn't do it, you know. And, right. and so, you know, everybody points to the deck in the service, but you need everybody to show up. And Michael Parsons, you know, Everybody acknowledges the best player, best individual talent on this team. You know, you need him to play his great football, his best football, to, to get to the quarterback, impact the game, and force the game in the playoffs. That's how you win. Yeah, he's still a you, baby. You know, he's still he's still a young player though. Like you say, he's in his third year. He still he still ain't he still is not what he's gonna become. Okay, okay, let me let me let me talk to break several just for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Parcells said big dogs bite his pups. Ain't no ain't no ain't no time limit when you're supposed to show up and show out. You go back to 
to 92, 93, and 95. The Cowboys were babies in 92. They weren't supposed to win that year, but champions. The Cowboys, the Cowboys had a pass rusher that was not a baby. They okay, had, not, they had a full-grown Charles Haley as a pass rusher. I, I, I'm, saying, I'm saying as far as player I, development, he, he he's a puppy and he's biting. But he's not going to be. Listen to what I said. He's not. He's not I, as I good as he's going to be. That's all I was saying. I didn't say that. I, 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 what I'm saying is this. I understand. And I said the first thing I said was in third years league, not that. But what I'm saying is, at, at, at the end of the day, he's the best player right now. Okay. Okay. He may not be at his best. He's the team's best player, best individual talent right now. He's mm-hmm. their best defender right now. Mm-hmm. And you need your best players. To show up, there's no. It, it, it don't matter whether he's in the third year, fourth year, fifth year, eighth year. Hey, you sir. know because hey, sir. because eighth year is not. I mean, the eighth year is not. Prime. Hi, it's you nice to meet you, Joseph. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you get? With eight years now, I'm just saying. Regardless, he, he, certainly he, his legacy won't be decided this year because he does have more years. Hey, but hey, for breathe, this breathe team a little to win, bit. breathe a little bit. Easy killer. Breathe a, breathe a little bit. You can't. <laughs> you can't fine. say let me. You can't say let me finish and then go on a nine point rant. I'm just trying to tell you okay, two things. Okay, two things, okay. sir. Sir, two things can be true, and they are true. Okay, then. And, 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 okay, and, then. And, and what I'm saying is this: ain't, ain't no wait your turn in the NFL. I didn't say wait it's your turn. I just made the I, point I didn't that say he was, he's just a talking young player. I'm just saying. I'm talking in general. Okay. I'm talking in general. I keep forgetting that you're a guest champions, in our house. I'm going to let you go ahead with that. Champions seize the opportunity. Uh-huh. And, and, and and I hear you. He's a young player. He's not at his best. All I'm saying is this. Uh-huh. And you go back to Romo 2006, whatever else. Seize the, 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 seize the opportunity when it's there. And I don't care where you are, what point you are in your career. If the opportunity uh-huh. is there, you have to seize that. That's what, that's what champions do. If you're going to be a champion... You know, it, it's time to show up and show out. Okay. Okay. Big like John, I big said, rig, the floor is yours. Like I said, two two things can be true. I was just saying that he ain't – I wasn't saying that he don't need to bite now, that he ain't biting now. I was just making the point offhand that he was – he's not as good as he's going to be. And probably he needs some help getting off. Like, if you if you want to make a good point, he needs some help getting off because they did him a disservice during during the line game. They got to put him in a better position to make plays. And then right now, Dan Quinn ain't doing that. But as far as him, go ahead. No, I mean, and, and so, you know, that's the crazy part because, you know, this whole, his whole emergence, his whole game has been about Dan Quinn moving around to put him in position to play plays. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, put him on the end, you know, rushing from the middle, rushing from both sides. You know, that's, that's been why Dan Penn has, has been there. Held is such a great defensive coordinator. Michael's been held by, you know, they don't want him to be in one spot. They want to move him around to put him in position to make plays. And so, you know, whether they've, whether they've done that effectively enough, that's, you know, that that can be argued. But but that's what this whole defense is about, is putting, moving Michael around and putting him in positions to be at his best to make plays so people can't just tee off on him and, and, and try to find him at one spot. But, again, at, at the end of the day, and, and, and like I said, this is my, I, I guess, my overall point for all the Cowboys, you know, going back to the Romo Cowboys, is that, you know, you have to champions show up and show out. 
you know, and I, and the only reason I bring up 92, 93, you could talk about, uh, yeah, they, they brought Charles Haley, but in Jack remembers, in 92, the Cowboys, the year before they lost to the Lions, everybody thought they were a year away, mm-hmm. you know, and no one predicted the Cowboys were going to win in 92. And those young Cowboys, with the help of Charles Haley, a veteran, Thomas well, Everett, young James Cow- Washington, I, all of that, I, I know the names, but those young Cowboys showed up and, and made it happen. You, you had Tom Merlin, Jamie Watson, but you also had the Michael and Emmett and all those other guys, those young Cowboys that never won nothing, who was the one in 15s and all the other stuff they did. They, they, they showed up and seized their opportunity. And, and, and you can say that with, with any championship game. You got to go, you know, see when, you know, whether when Patrick Holmes came up, you got to go seize your opportunity. And I'm saying that from a global standpoint, the Cowboys, at some point, the excuses have to be out the window. Whether it's going back to Rumble, dropping a snap, whether it's a dance, whatever. At some point for these Cowboys, this Cowboys team, any future Cowboys team, is when the playoffs show up, all your players need to show up and play the best football and and snatch that championship like the Rangers did. Seize the opportunity. Make it happen now. No excuses about young, old, role, whatever. Make it happen. Okay. How about that? I'm gonna I'm gonna do you I'm gonna do you like I do my wife when she's rambling like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't I'm in ram. I'm just saying that you gotta I, 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 you know I, Seize the day, my brothers. They need to seize the day. I, I, I yeah, I'm I not giving it. nobody. I'm, I'm not giving nobody no passes or age or youth or whatever else. It's time for them to win because well, Cowboys of Nation has been 28 years, and these guys are, are getting some of that 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 28 year stuff. Well, 28 years has always been something. You know, no more excuses. As wide open as it's ever been. No, There's no juggling our job. Giving him an excuse. I was saying that. I was just I, simply saying that he is not what he is going to become. And then you I, I want agree. to invoke Bar- Parcells and all of that. Bro, I, I do because, because, because to me it's a global thing, and I hear you, and I'm just taking what you're saying to a larger scale. I, I understand, and I hear you. He's not going to what he's going to be. And, 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 you, you, you know, and, and I hear you. I'm just saying that from, from a guy that's covered this team since 1997 mm-hmm. and, and, and watched every game, every practice, it is it, whatever. He's not going to be what he is, but right now he's the best player on the Cowboys defense. And you need your best player to seize the day. Okay. Like I said, two things can as be we true. Talk, as, as we talk, yeah, we're going to move on. Yeah, thank you. As we thank talk you. about <laughs> another dude, um, what's the difference uh, before we get up out of here? What's the difference between CeeDee Lamb now and CeeDee Lamb earlier in the season when we wondered whether he was a true number one receiver? Well, the difference is they they get in the ball, and they're not over there in the corner sucking because they didn't not get in the ball, and not, you know. <laughs> and I, but 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 what is, what's also true is this: Mike McCarthy's changed his offense. You know, let, let's be honest about this. And then, you know, I was trying to pick it back and on so He admitted, you know, a few weeks ago, the difference in the offense they turned Dak loose. You know, early in the season, you know, I'm trying to do this West Coast thing. I'm going to run the ball. I'm throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage. You know, you remember those first few games and, and look at the yards per attempt and, and how they were trying to play offense, you know. And after that San Francisco game, everything flipped. 
you know, yeah, CD went off and, you know, he didn't go off, but he was sulking and, and let everybody know it. And, and, but Mike McCarter said, we turned back loose. And, 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 and so they opened up the pass again. They started going downfield and doing different things. And CD is a tough cover. I mean, they've always known that it's not just a slot. He's outside, inside. He, he's a tough guy to cover. He catches the ball and he's, you know, he looks like he is against Texas. He runs out the catch. He's great after the catch. You know, he's hard to, hard to tackle for such a skinny guy. But, yeah, Mike McCarthy started <laughs> abandoning it. I want to run the ball and protect my defense. You know, I want to limit big plays, limit mistakes, limit those turnovers. The deck was a turnover machine last year. want to run the ball because his defense is the best defense in the league. Well, as, as we've talked, the defense is not a juggernaut. It's not the, the – the, it's a good defense, but it doesn't stone anybody. The defense actually plays the best when the offense is scoring, they have to play for a lead. They turn the offense loose. They turn Dak loose. And and, and, and the essence turns CD loose. And, and there's been a difference. But it's not just CD. You know, I was talking to um, Brandon Cook the other day. And, it's, you know, CD's been great. But the, the biggest touchdown the past two weeks has been to Brandon Cooks. You know, he, you know we, we talked about him not being involved early. And, and, and he's such a veteran. He's such a pro. Uh, such a great leader in the locker room. He's so consistent, and he just stayed trusted the process. And and Dak trusts him. You know, he right. goes to him in, in big moments. You know, it's not you know, CD is certainly getting all the stats, all the yards, but in big moments the last couple of years, couple of weeks, excuse me, it's been Brandon Cooks with the big touchdown. No, we uh, no, I, th- I think and I think that will continue because CD demands a certain amount of attention, and what you want is okay, fine. We'll bust you with this other dude the minute that you start sleeping on him. We'll go get you over here because CD is going to demand uh, double coverage in some instances, and Brandon Cooks can still beat you deep. And then we already seen that uh, he's been a terrific route runner uh, on the, uh, some of these touchdowns lately. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, Washington and uh, who are they playing? Oh, Michigan. Uh, how you see that game going? You know, I, I want Washington to win just because, you know, that's a team we lost to. You know, Texas lost to Washington. I, I really like the quarterback. He's certainly accurate as hell. But I think one thing that Michigan has, the Texas has, they're going to get out the quarterback. They're going to pass rush have a better defense. It, it's going to be a different game. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to see Michigan-Alabama because I was traveling, and I think I was pre-game festivating, pre-pre-gaming. Uh, at the time, I I I, I – I, I, I really thought, I mean, I, you know, it's funny because I saw the first play of the game, I saw the interception, I saw this game's over. You know, and then, and then the interception wasn't, right. interception, you know, interception wasn't interception, it was a close game, and, and as long as they, they can't let Michigan hang around, and, you know, you know, then, then you know, it, it was a legacy game. This, this is a legacy game for Harbaugh. You know, cause it was funny because I, I went after Pat McAfee on, on, on Twitter the other day, of course, of course I got into a Twitter fight, but you know, he he was saying before the game, this is a this is a game between two legend, historically great coaches. And I'm like, what is yeah. May Harbaugh historically great? He has no titles. You know, right. you could say Saban is historically great, but what is May Harbaugh historically great? He has no titles in NFL. There's no titles in college. How's he? He's a good coach, but you can't be historically great without a title. Yep. You know, well, th- this is his opportunity. This is true. Yep. Yeah, this is an opportunity to, to get that title. It's a, it's a classic offensive-defensive matchup, and uh, we'll see how it go. Uh, obviously, I'm rooting for Washington. Uh, I don't get into that whole 
uh, oh, if my guy can't go, I'm going to root for the rest of the conference. I, I just can't get down like that. Uh, the hate run too deep for me to put it to a side for a week or two. So, go Huskies. Yeah. <laughs> go Huskies. Let's, let's, let's Husky. make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I got to root for the black quarterback. So, hey. Makes there sense. you go. Well, I just wonder how much his his stock. I mean, you look at him, and you know, a lot of people think he should have won the Heisman, and and and, and how much does his stock rise in the draft? I mean, because I don't think there's a more accurate it's, quarterback. It, there's not a more accurate rise. quarterback coming it's, out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use a Clarence Hill line because he used it yesterday. We were talking about the Cowboys on the media match which you can catch us every uh, Wednesday and Thursday on uh, Cowboys Radio. Um, and he said, we were talking about should the Cowboys add Dalvin Cook. I guess we should have talked about that real quick today. And he said, and uh, we're talking to Nick Harris from uh, DallasCowboys.com. He's like, well, what if he wants a two-year deal? What about the money next year? And Clarence is like, why are you always worried about the money next year? We're trying to win today. And my point is, people will look at Michael Penix and go, he's 24 uh, he's going to be 29 in his contract. He's old. We don't want to do that. Like, I wouldn't care. Anyway, quarterbacks are playing until they're 40. He can play till he's 35. If you think he's that guy, I don't care how old he is. He's experienced. He can come in. He should be able to play for you right away. So if you think he's that guy, I'd take him number two or number three after you get past, uh, you know, Drake and Caleb. If you think he's that guy, Bo Nix is 24. I wouldn't let age stop me from getting the quarterback if I thought – and we've seen some bunch of raggedy quarterback play this year. If I thought he was the guy and he could come in and with his experience help me win right now, I wouldn't care how old he is. Come on, let's go. Joe Flacco was starting yeah. right now. Oh, no doubt. And playing well. You look at Jaden Daniels, and, and certainly Jaden Daniels is more athletic, but Jaden Daniels is not throwing a better ball. The Heisman Trophy winner from LSU was going to go high in the draft. You know, he did not throw a ball, better ball uh, than this kid. And, 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 and he's that he's he's mobile. He can get away from people, but he's a thrower, and, and that's what you need. So uh, I I think you know he equipped, equipped himself well to rise in the draft uh, for what he did against Texas. And if, if he does the same thing against Michigan, look out. Right, right. Now since I opened up the window, before we let you go, Dalvin Cook, you down? Yeah. Or you not down? I, I, I'm down. They just signed uh, Sadora Thompson, former Texas Tech running back to the practice squad. You know, I don't know what that does for them. But, you know, my, my conversation with the Cowboys yesterday is that they were looking, doing their homework on uh, Dalvin Cook. And so we'll see. You know, again, a four-time Pro Bowler, you're not expecting to come in and be the bow cow. You're expected to come in and supplement what you have. With, with Tony Pollard, because you need more for your running game in the, in, in the playoffs. Just like you trying to go get Leo Collins to help the offensive line, go get Dalvin Cook. How does a guy help that late <laughs> in the game? I mean, how what 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 can affect? How do you know if he got gas in the tank? Do you have to wait till he playing, or does he show you something in practice? Well, I, I mean, he he played this year. It's not like he hasn't played, right? Uh, and you you, you you were running Deuce out there last week. Okay. And, and Duke gives you nothing. I mean, we're talking about based on what you have on your roster. You're not asking to come in and, and replace Tony Pollard. You're asking him to come in and be in tandem or something that Tony Pollard to give you something that you don't have. And you got some unproven guys, guys that haven't done it. This guy has proven he's done it. Uh, he just worked for 1,100 yards with Pro Bowl a year ago. So it's not like, you know, he just fell off the cliff. He doesn't have any major leg injuries he's coming off of. He just didn't have a role with the Jets. 
uh, but he's a proven guy that you've seen that, that that's you know uh, done it before, and you got guys on the bench who haven't done it before. Roger that. All right. On that note, we always appreciate you, uh, Clancy Hill Jr. D stands for everywhere he goes, he has a great time. Uh, I'll let me. Uh, uh, and every time you make a point, <laughs> he overtalk you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> do you know how long? Do you know how long I've known you? You know how long before you was yeah. before you was covering the Cowboys. I was I was I was Back part when you was of covering the, girls soccer. I was part of the young naysayers with money club. <laughs> I, I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not touching. I'm not touching the. I'm, I'm not touching the, the naysayer comment. I knew you. I knew you I knew you would like that. You wasn't ready. You're for not that. Finna, You wasn't ready yeah, for that. Right, I'm not. And you're not ready for. And, you, and you're not ready for this. You're not finna the Cat Williams me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, <laughs> no sir. Hey, hey. If, if I show up, if I show up on Uncle Shay Shay, I'm getting all y'all. That's what. I'm <laughs> <laughs> You're not finna the Cat Williams either. Can I tell y'all Uh-oh. something? I listened to all three hours of that yesterday. Yeah, it was epic. I was doing some work, yep, and I had it on, and I was like, it was truly enjoyable because Cat took everybody down, yeah. came with all the receipts. That's what it is. Uh, I think no. Shanna. I think Shanna <laughs> created a lot of that mess, man. Shanna kind of messy like that, man. You know, he getting the, he, oh, he getting was the mess out of messy. Everybody. Like really, yeah. I can't believe he did that to you, dog. Really? Yeah. I mean, he did a nice no. job with that. Well, I, 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 first of all, and that that cognac don't Cat don't hurt. Cat, Cat Williams. You know, I love Shanna. That's my guy. But Cat Williams is a level above Shanna. He, he couldn't handle the interview. That was that that was he was a fanboy and, and he 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 oh, lost control okay. of the interview. Okay. He lost total control of that interview. Lost total control because because Cat well, came. Did, well, what happened is he didn't check Cat on a couple of things. Like Cat said, I read three thousand books one year. He yeah. did not read three thousand books one year, dog. Exactly. I mean, I did the math. You can't read three. That's like ten a day. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, just, he lost control you of the interview. Something. It depends on yeah, how, many, yeah. how many chapters is the book. That's the question. Is it a six-book okay. chapter? I guess you can read 3,000 Dr. Seuss books. Yes, you can. But, but, you, got, but you got a question. Got to he lost control of the interview, and and, and, and it, it was over there. But Cat came in with a seat. He remembered his whole interview with, with Cedric uh, the Entertainer. I mean, yeah. he, he, just, he, he, he came in with an agenda, and he had no control. And yeah. uh, you know, Cat executed his plan perfectly, and it worked out for Shannon because he had ten million hits, I think, in uh, eight hours. Oh yeah, oh, oh, and, oh uh, no doubt. It's, and it's it, and it's going to go it, up as people hear more about it. Oh uh, no, no so, doubt. Yeah, he had his viral oh, moment and didn't even know it. Everybody waiting for the Epstein tape, but 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 when Cat let off the clip, everybody was talking about that more than Epstein uh, uh, yeah. stuff yesterday. And then, uh, you know, Cedric the Entertainers had his rebuttal. Ricky Smiley was like, if you want to hear what I got to say, listen to my show this morning. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know Cedric, how you... the first did, word is the Cedric one you remember. Cedric didn't deny stealing the joke. He, he like, this, is this the rebuttal? You didn't deny stealing the joke, so... One joke he claims... Nah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you, man. I'll holler at you later. Yeah, <laughs> he just booted you straight up out of here. Get your ass out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's been long. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, man. Thank you, bro. It's all love. Yes, sir. That's uh, Clancy Hill Jr. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, he's presented to you, brought to you each and every Friday by good friends at Smokey John's Barbecue, Brent and Juan, owners over there. It is fantastic. The food is sensational. Uh, I mean, it really is. Uh, start your new year off by swinging by Smokey John's Barbecue, 1820 West Mockingbird. Get yourself the jam session bowl. Now, you won't find it on the menu, but trust me, it exists. Uh, I'm not going to say what I usually say, but we're going to work that out. I sent. I think I sent a text. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Send a text to out who? What the schedule? I, I said, I, you know, you see, I caught myself. I didn't say I sent it to you. I just caught myself because maybe I meant to and I didn't. Uh, I've done that a couple times recently. Uh, but anyway, we, we, we've been trying to get Big Joe and the Big Rig the Jam Session Bowl. There was a rumor he was headed to this part of town, and I was going to be able to hook him up. But I don't know if that rumor was coming true. Uh, but Jam Session Bowl is love in your mouth. It's a bowl that's either got mac and cheese or mashed potatoes, your choice of two smoked meats. Uh, I rock with the brisket and the sausage, which is fantastic. And then they put all that stuff that you like on a loaded baked potato, you know, bacon bits and chives and sour cream and cheese and butter, all that stuff, man. They put it on top of that. Whoo, it's to live for. Then they either drizzle it with that sauce or they drench it with that sauce. And like again, it's uh, it's enough for two easy. If you got a little shorty that's six or seven to three, y'all can eat out of it easy. If you're a grown ass man, you might be able to take it down yourself. One day soon, we'll see if a friend of mine can take it down himself. But until then, know that it exists and it is love in your mouth. The jam session bowl. You got to ask for it because on the secret menu, they've made it specially for us. And it is uh, to live for. Now, if you want some Smokey John's a little more uh, sooner than that, and you can't get over there, hey, you can go to SmokeyJohns.com. Click on the marketplace. You can order the sauce or the rub. I have both in my home. And uh, it is terrific. Here's a little secret. Try to rub on some popcorn. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Just try it on some popcorn. That's all I'm going to say. Check it out. Send me a thank you note lately, later. So how you and, do and that? Do you, do you do you you pop it, and then you shake it on there and kind of pop it to yes. put it in the bag. Yes, sir. What do you do? How yes, do you sir. Do that with the popcorn. Uh, the way I do it is uh, I pop it. I pour it in the only bowl I have, which is a very large black mixing bowl, yeah. and then I sprinkle it on top of the popcorn that's in the mixing bowl. That's the way I get done, and I prefer Orville Redenbacher kettle corn. Don't judge me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would uh, probably put it in the bag. Minute 35 in the microwave. Yeah. Only problem with the bag is it don't always get, I don't feel like it coats at all. It's oh, heavy okay. on the top, not in the middle or the gotcha. bottom. That's gotcha. just me, though. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, try it. Because I, I saw them do it on a commercial. I think it was a commercial. They were doing a live show. I saw them do it. And I was like, you know what? I like that. So next time I had some, like it was a day or two later, I tried it, and it was, uh, you know, delicious. What can I say? Um, you can also, if you if you need something to rub today, like you want to try it on popcorn, like within an hour, <laughs> go to H E B, man, uh, Waxahachie, Burleson, McKinney, Allen, and uh, Frisco. Go pick you up the rub, sprinkle it on your popcorn. Shoot us a shoot us a tweet about it, man. Uh, matter of fact, I may do that in a little bit because uh, I could use some popcorn. You never go wrong with some popcorn. Anything done in moderation is good. Uh, but Smokey John's Barbecue, 1820 West Mockingbird, uh, the Jam Session Bowl, the rub on the popcorn, it's all good. You can't go wrong with it. And on that note, my friend, 
this is going to, well, I don't know. It may make you laugh. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the block, bro. <laughs> The reason I said it may be, oh, okay, this is a good time. The reason I said it may make you laugh is I had, uh, I was talking about be nice to people that you see at the gym this first week or two as everybody's trying to start their New Year's resolution and lose weight or get in shape or whatever they're doing. And so I thought I would follow it up with, uh, with some tips to make your trip back to the gym successful. But before I do that, I did want to give y'all, I like to do, I, I don't, let me see, how do you say this? I think you should do this sometimes. Uh, Joe made, a, made one of the funniest comments he's, he's ever made when he talked about the young naysayers with Money Party. and uh, The club. Which you don't want to. It was the club. club. Young says with Money Club. Which is, which is so true. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was good times. Uh, I'll tell y'all just a little bit about it, because uh, uh, I don't want to be an inside joke that only we know about. Because it wasn't a joke, it was a real club. It was, uh, and, and some of the members, because there were some base members and some rotating members, but it was really me and uh, Clarence, Joe, friend of ours named Chris Perkins. Uh, I believe another friend of ours named Terrence Harris used to make an occasional appearance, uh, I think, Seems I don't know if Calvin Watkins was around at that time, so he nope. may not have made not one. Am I missing anybody? Kevin Lyons. Kevin Lyons used to make an appearance. He was a uh, Cowboys beat writer for the uh, Star-Telegram at the time. Terrence Harris, I believe, was covering high schools or colleges for the Star-Telegram. Chris Perkins covered high schools for the Morning News. Clarence, Clarence was covering high schools. Uh, was, was covering high schools. schools. Yeah. And what it was was it was a bunch of young, successful black men who had schedules that allowed them to be around in the middle of the day. And sometimes we just say, so what you doing? Nothing. What you doing? Nothing. What you doing? Nothing. Ah, okay. Let's get together. And uh, sometimes we might barbecue. Seemed like it was in my house most of the time, but I can't swear to it. Uh, sometimes we play video games Sometimes we just sit around and solve all the world's problems But uh, we used to call it the Young Naysayers With Money Club Because we were all successful black men In the middle of the day While everybody else was working And we were just having a blast And uh, it was a good time It's some of my best times I think sometimes we may even play a little basketball But uh, it was a good time And uh, you know we're all friends now we're, Obviously we're all grown We got a families now See I don't think we had families then and so it was easy to get away and just hang out. Y'all had uh, all all them media guys in one truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> and there yeah, you go. it was a good time, man. That's why. Time, that's why I ain't scared uh, of y'all. That's what I'm saying. I but know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why he's talking about. He he know all the secrets, so he really don't care. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it was it was a but, good time. Uh, I was I was I was honored to be part of that. It was all good. Uh, it no. was all good, yeah. No, it was. Uh, I'm laughing, man, because I was I was thinking about barbecuing out in the middle of the winter one time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we used to have fun. Yeah, uh, and most of this I think happened in the spring because we was probably all busy with football and stuff during the season. But during the spring, when the schedule lightened up, you know, it was easy to take off days or take the middle of the day off uh, and have a good time. Well, one <clears> of so, the things I learned young, about that club was 
Well, I'm sorry to interrupt you. One of the things I learned about the when when, when y'all used to talk is how y'all phrase stuff. Because I remember Clarence. I wish Clarence was still on. But one time Clarence said, hey, how come Emmett don't run hard no more? How come y'all don't ask him about that? And I remember y'all going, how would you phrase that? How would you ask about that? How would you ask Emmett Smith, how come he don't run hard no more? And then, he, you know, it was one of them things where I kind of learned how to y'all phrase stuff and how you work at what you do and all of that stuff. So I thought that was pretty oh, yeah, interesting. We, uh, I mean, obviously because a lot of us were journalists, or most of us were journalists, we have a lot of conversations about sources. and You know, but we just shooting the shooting the bull corner with each other trying to figure out how to uh oh oh you know how to do it and, oh and somebody what's that some remember remember um man not to go off the deep end but somebody somebody was talking about a, uh, a source a source was talking to, wait wait somebody was talking about what somebody said and one of them guys tore their ass early and scooped it. <laughs> You, I rem- you remember you know that? what? Yeah. I remember that, but I can't remember it. I remember something happened. Somebody said something. We was something. talking about a story. Yep. And somebody, somebody like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> I and left something sl- turned on at yeah. home. I got to and go. And they slipped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And busted the story the next day. Yep, yep. And that's when you knew all's fair in love and war, baby. Yep. I can't remember. I remember that, but yep. I can't remember, I remember all the details. That. I was laughing my ass. I was like, ooh. He- but I remember there was some salty. It could have been me who slipped out. No. That's it might have been. Uh, it was a big was- dude with glasses. might have been Terrence or somebody. That was Terrence then. Yeah, he got his. <laughs> he got, it's funny how I remember useless <laughs> stuff, but he got, he got up and left. And then busted the whole story. Duh, and I remember like, that, man, man. I can't believe that fool did that. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so we also used to get together on Monday Night Football. That's why they used to make fun of me for going to sleep. Yeah. Because uh, I go to sleep in a minute. Like the game running long and I'm on the floor. The next day, you know, I'm snoring. It's in the middle of the third quarter. Uh, so, no, nah, those were the good old days, man. Uh, but that's funny as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Terrence if he remembers that. Yeah, because uh, he's living in Houston now, uh, kind of an independent journalist uh, doing some length, but he's created kind of a niche for himself. So he's doing he's doing well. Chris Perkins is in Miami covering the Dolphins. And uh, who else was it? Kevin Lyons is at the state comptroller's office in Austin. And then you got me and Clarence still doing what we do. And then you got Joe here uh, doing what he do. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's the young naysayers with money club. Woo, boy, that was a that was a fun trip I thought, down memory I thought, lane. I thought, I, I thought I'd get him with that. Clarence said, I ain't touching that. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo, that was funny. That was funny. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to y'all about was, uh, and this is, I'm just trying to be helpful here. I like to call him and find my personal uh, public service announcement. If, if you're on that weight loss journey, you're on that fitness journey, Here's some tips for you. I've been on it for a long time. I still ain't mastered it, ain't come close to mastering it. But I will tell you this. This is why I work out all the time. It has nothing to do with being a Mr. Muscles guy. It has really not a lot to do with losing weight, although those are both benefits that I like from working out. I work out because I have no desire whatsoever to be an old man who can't get around as I move into the 70s and 80s. And the work that you do now in the 50s or the 40s, it will pay off tremendously for you in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. 
I look at my dad, called that man the other day. Hey, what's up? I said, where you at? He said, at the gym, getting my work on. My dad, he ain't listening today. 80 years old. And some change. Still work out three days a week. Uh, him and my son was messing around, half wrestling last week when uh, we were up in Buffalo. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to do whatever activity I choose to do in my 70s and 80s and be able to do it. Working out does not guarantee you that that will happen, but it gives you a better chance that your body will be strong and healthy and do all that stuff. So wherever you are in your fitness journey, the most important thing is to just take a step. I, like, I tell this to people all the time. My fitness journey began, <clears throat> my ex-wife got a trainer. Probably, this was probably the mid-90s. And she had been working out with this trainer, and she was having some results. And she was she was uh, she was always very she was always fit, but she was getting more fit. And I was like, you know what? Uh, and back then, I was probably no cap now, probably uh, two fifty five, two sixty. And uh, I went with her one day, and the guy said, "Who's still a good friend of mine, Chris? I think Joe has met him a few times, right? Have you met Chris? Yeah, I know Chris." Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, and Chris is still training out in South Lake. Been training for thirty some years. Looks great. Uh, but I went for, to my fitness test, man. He said, "Okay, let's get down and see how many push-ups you can do." I said, "Okay." I got down there. I got halfway up. Yeah. Fell right down on my face. So I call it half a push-up. So that's where my fitness journey started. So if you can start from a half a push-up, it's all good. But anyway, here are my tips. They're in no particular order. But if you, if you can follow these tips, it'll give you a chance to have a successful workout plan. And then you just kind of bastardize it and, and make it your own. But sometimes people need a guide just to get started. So, number one, even though I said they're in no particular order, I had to list them as I was writing them down. Make it part of your daily schedule. That's, that's how you get a habit started. Like, I started working out at 5 in the morning. Why? It was the one part of the day nobody wanted. No phone calls from sources. No stories to write. That part of the day is mine. So I started working out then because then it meant I could get it in every day. Maybe your part of the day is in the afternoon. Maybe it's after work before you pick up your kids or go home to your significant other. It doesn't matter, but schedule it so that you get it done. Uh, diet and exercise go together. You can't out-exercise a bad diet if losing weight is what you're trying to do. Um, doesn't mean you have to eat. I mean, it just means your diet has to be good. doesn't mean you got to eat nothing but lettuce and carrots. It just means that if you're having a bunch of bad fried foods, it's going to be hard to see the progress that you want while you're working out. Which goes next to eat food that's good and good for you. Those are possible. It can be good and good for you. Uh, that's kind of the way I eat these days. Uh, if you have to pick one, lift weights instead of doing cardio. Why? You can burn more calories lifting weights than walking on the treadmill or running on the treadmill. And muscle burns more than fat when you're just chilling. When you're just sitting on the couch, if you have more muscle, it burns more calories than if you have fat. Number five, when you go to the gym, you're lifting weights, lift your weight, okay? Don't worry about how other folks are doing. Let me tell y'all something. I work out with two guys every morning, Zeus and Keith. Uh, let's just use the bench press as an example. Zeus does 10, five sets. Of, no, he could do 10 sets of 10 at 225 pounds. 
Keith can do probably eight sets of 10 at 225 pounds. Your boy, I can do 10 sets of uh, three or four at 225. And I'm cool with that. And a lot of times I tell them, y'all do that 10 to 225. I'm going to do 10 at 205 because I'm worried about getting the proper form and a good rep as opposed to showing them that I can lift just as much as they can because I'm not as strong as them. And at a certain point, I have no desire to be. So lift your weight. Don't worry about other folks. If you're new to the gym, get a trainer if you can afford one or budget for one. Just so you can learn how to put a workout routine together and learn the equipment. If that takes you one or two sessions, that's all you need. Just so you have just a little bit of guidance at the start. No different than uh, getting a little teaching or a little coaching on any new activity uh, you want to perform. Like, I really want to learn how to roller skate. Don't ask me why. I just kind of really want to learn how to roller skate. I've been looking for somewhere to take classes lately. Uh, but I'm going to get a coach or a teacher, a trainer, to show me how. Um, I always advise this, get some gym clothes. Look good, feel good, work out good. I stole that kind of from Dion. I didn't say you had to spend a bunch of money on clothes. Amazon is a beautiful thing. You can get some great workout stuff on Amazon, $10, $12, really. Because some just showed up in the mail for me the other day, no cap. Um, you don't have to kill yourself in every workout. Sometimes the victory is in showing up. Today, the victory was in showing up. We sat around and solved all the world's problems and as we got ready to do this last set, I looked at Zeus and I was like, hey, dog, you know we're just going to have to come back and run this back tomorrow because we ain't got nothing done today. He just looked at me and started laughing and said, you're right. We've been talking too much. It happens sometimes. But we got in, got some work done this morning. It's all good. Uh, three times a week is great. Two times a week is great. Whatever you can fit in, fit it in consistently. But three times, I think, it allows you to hit everybody part. And uh, you can get some momentum going and you can see some progress. And progress usually is the motivator to keep on going. Number 10, my last one. Check this out now. Exercise hurts. Muscles should be sore if you're working them, especially on day two of a workout. Like you did your biceps on Monday, middle of the day Wednesday, you might be like, oh, my God, my biceps are sore. Uh, Soreness is okay. Know the difference between pain and injury. Your boy does not deal with injury. I stop, lower the weight, change the form, change the technique, all of that. But pain is just kind of part of it. And you can learn to love it and embrace it. Because it's soreness, it means your muscles are working, your body's working, and it's a positive thing. So there's just a few tips I got for you on um, starting your workout plan. I'm going to pop these up on Twitter and IG if you want to take a look at them. Uh, if you didn't get them all down. But uh, that's my little way to help you uh, start your workout plan. Hope that's good. Uh, you got anything to add, Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I want to add that when you start your journey, you're going to look and feel yeah. one way. When you get to where you want to go, you're going to look and feel a whole nother way. And with great power, I'm going to steal Spider-Man. With great power come great responsibility. When you get when you get that body you want, the muscles you want, don't go thinking you can whoop your best friend ass. Or <laughs> don't, don't go to thinking that you can just do what you want to do with that new body. Like, I'm going to give you a quick quick story. I'm, I'm, well, somebody's on one today. I'm, I'm on one every day. I just get, I just get uh, never mind. Anyway, uh, 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 my mom's funeral, all right? He probably don't remember where I'm going right, with right. this. Right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, dude. Everybody's walking through the line. I'm sitting there, and I'm just, you know, I'm holding it together. You know, I'm just, you know, it's my mom. And right. my friend Jacques says, you know, the usher is ushering them one way. The usher kind of stout. All right. Jacques kind of stout. And the usher is kind of ushering them past me because I'm sitting on the front row. Well, Jacques want to reach over and shake my hand. And the usher's like, no, you got to go that way. And Jacques's like, no, I'm going to shake his hand. And the usher's like, no, you got to go that way. And next thing you know, these fools is like, <clears throat> in the front row, in front of everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, and finally, Jock kind of put a little move on him and pushed him to the side and shook my hand. And I'm going, boy, boy, all that exercise and weights, he ain't taking no for an answer. <laughs> At the funeral, this fool's wrestling with the usher, man. Come on now. Hey, hey, hey easy killer. Easy, I, you are very supportive. Be supportive. Hey, you've been you've been one thousand percent supportive, and I love you for being there. But you wrestling with the usher. I'm trying not to laugh in, on the front row at the funeral. The preacher was bad enough, but hey, I'm just saying it was, it was it was one of the things I would never forget. This food done went off on the deep end. So with great power come great responsibility. He done went from no push up, from not to be able to do one push up. To wrestling with the damn usher, and I'm telling you that if, if you was there, it would it would have just laid you out. I'm like, all right, but yeah, I remember that. So anyway, like I said, I know what where all the bodies are buried. I'm drinking egg yolks for rookie egg egg yolks for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I get I get the uh, I get threatened oh, at least once a month. <laughs> About, about whooping my ass. All right, I don't know what in the history of history say that you tough, but all right then. But anyway, <laughs> y'all y'all go ahead with that. I ain't, hey, like I said, I appreciate your journey. I, I've seen it. It's all good. I ain't mad at you. That's some good advice, really, to be honest with you. But I just I just really wanted to share the us story because it was like, I can't believe this. And if y'all just would have seen them fools <laughs> jostling, I mean, he got position, the usher got position. <clears throat> it was like a quick little thing. You know, usher, the usher kind of realized he overmatched, dog. So, you know. But anyway, yeah, dog. I wasn't trying to go there, but uh, I might have had you was to go try- there. You was trying to go there. You wanted, you, you wanted to nah, show him who his boss man. was. It was all good. But you shook my hand, though. I appreciate yeah. it, though. And, uh, yeah. That was really the only goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a, that's a few workout tips for you. That's a nice little trip around the block. Uh, let's go into uh, this little Cowboys real quick. Uh, Washington, uh, they are there to be beaten. All right, they're not going to rise up and beat your Cowboys as long as the Cowboys show up with the proper mindset. And go to work and play their game and beat them. Washington, uh, uh, Ron Rivera knows he's about to get fired. They got a brand new owner, which means they're about to blow out the entire coaching staff, most likely. All them assistants have spent the week calling their boys. Hey, Joe, y'all got any, uh, y'all got any openings over there where you at, man? I don't know, dog. Well, let me see. Let me see. I mean, they've been calling all their friends all week looking for a landing spot. Players who are not up under long-term contracts have been like, hey, man, where do you think we, we might fit in free agency? I might go over here, dog. I think my boys over there, they say they're doing pretty good. They're looking for a three technique. Oh, okay. 
those who are under long-term contracts, they've been conferring with their wives all week. Baby, Turkey Caicos or Aruba? What you think? Everybody doing everything but focusing on the game. And so, here's what I'm saying. And I've said this on different circumstances before. It's not the teams quit, okay, because they're professional athletes. They have a certain level of pride, 99.9% of athletes. What happens is they lose focus during the week. They're not paying. I mean, do you think the, the players on Washington, the vast majority of them, because there's always some trendsetters who do what they do no matter the circumstance. But do you think the vast majority of Washington players are spending the same amount of time watching tape this week that they watched week one when they're getting ready for a game or they watched week seven when they were three and four or four and three and everything was ahead of them and their playoffs were there? The answer for the most part is no. And so when you don't put in the same amount of practice effort, same amount of tape effort, same amount of attention in meetings, instead of listening to what your coach is saying, you're thinking about your trip to Aruba next week, or I wonder if I pick up this bikini and she'll give me a show what it looked like today. You know, all of that stuff leads to lack of focus, lack of preparation, which can show up on Sunday looking like you quit when you really didn't. You just weren't as focused and prepared. My point being, knowing that's what a lot of going on in Washington, if the Cowboys show up and play the way that they have been playing most of this year, uh, this game, Dak will be able to chill, you know, start at the fourth quarter, and uh, you can get your starters out of there, avoid injury, take care of business, put this one on ice, and, uh, you know, because this is a bad team that's lost seven in a row, um, you know, that's all that's required. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's like something you said uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago about teams that are losing for the season. Like, you, I think you kind of said it about the Cardinals. Like, um, don't give these guys a chance to think they gonna, they can compete with you or win the game. It kind of falls into what you right. said about when the Cowboys – if the Cowboys go play like they playing, then Washington going to quit early. But if, if Washington yeah. realize, hey, man, these fools ain't got it together today. We can go on spoil their season. So let's go on. You know, let's say if it's 7-3 to three in the doggone fourth quarter. Washington is still in that thing. They're yeah. going to be trying to play hard. So, yeah, it kind of go back to what you no, were saying the, the other day. No, you're exactly right. Uh, Washington's lost seven in a row. Uh, nine of, of uh, nine out of ten. And if you go even further, they've lost uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, uh, ten out of twelve. Um, so, I mean, they are um, they, they're, they're a bad team that has no incentive to win, and they shouldn't win. They played some close games in there. Uh, you know, they just lost to the Jets the other day, 30-28. Uh, to 28. Um, So they've had some close ones, but they've also been smoked a couple times. So if Dallas comes out and plays, they should do well. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's any more complicated than that. They've been outscored 118 to 39 in the first quarter, 144 to 101 in the second quarter. And so you see what I'm saying? Teams jump on them early, bust them up, and then, you know, put the game on ice. That, to me, is what your Dallas Cowboys should do. That's what they need to do. And that's what I expect them to do. And I expect them to uh, win this game, uh, play well. They don't have no problem blowing out bad teams now. They got some other faults, but this ain't one of them. And uh, I think they take, it, they take care of business. What do you think? Yeah, I think they're going to win. I think they know what's at stake. And if they don't, it's going <laughs> it's gonna to be too late. I mean, you know, you want the division? You want to win the division? You want to play at home? Focus on what you're doing. 
<laughs> Dude, they got the biggest blessing you can get as a football team. Sure. I can't believe that they would waste it, and I don't expect them to. Because I think they're a really good team. Uh, I don't think they're a great team, but I think they're a really good team. Um, they can do some great things. And the first thing they got to do as a really good team is take care of business and uh, beat Washington. And I think they'll get it done uh, Sunday. I've, I've got the Cowboys winning uh, 31-10. Okay. Um, you got a score? No. You got the Cowboys win? Yeah. I want them to win. I'm, I'm, I'm all about that bad luck. I ain't, I ain't predicting nothing. All right, so, hey, we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us today. Uh, we always like to thank our sponsors, Greening Law, for uh, p- supporting us. Uh, when you support them, you support us and allow all the things that we want to do with the show. Uh, we also appreciate uh, Smokey John's Barbecue for their support. And uh, we got a couple contests coming up that you need to pay attention to. Uh, we got some details coming on the next episode. Uh, we're just trying to iron out a few things. And Joe is in uh, in his same going, really? What contest is that? I ain't heard nothing about no contest. Oh, it's coming, Doc. It's all coming. You put it in the outline. <laughs> you, you put contest in parentheses. But oh, did I? Yeah, you did. See? All right. Good. Good. I try to give you a little heads up, but sometimes I can't remember if I did. Uh, so that's on me. And uh, I, I take responsibility for that. It's all good. Um, remember, you can always find me on Twitter, at JJT Journalist. Uh, we also got the YouTube channel, uh, Jock Talk TV. So go check them all out. Instagram, Real Jock Talk. We're everywhere. We ain't hard to find. Kind of like Dion. All right. So until we chat again, you guys be blessed.